This episode is titled Audience of One, and it's about the importance of speaking to one person whenever you're creating art or anything. If you're on social media, there's no denying the value of numerics. The foundation of success of social media is measured generally by how many views, likes, clicks, shares a post gets. A friend has never sent me one of their posts excited to say I'm proud of this. Instead, they always say, look how well this performed, or this performed better than all my previous stuff. When I read that, when they're excited to not tell me that they created something new, but they're excited to tell me that it performed better than their previous posts, it feels as if the art itself is stripped of its merit. The value is given to how well it compared to other posts instead of how how happy they were, how passionate they were about what they actually created. It always felt wrong intrinsically, but I never I couldn't pinpoint why that was. So I sort of thought about it for a while because I didn't know if it was just me splitting hairs, but but there there seemed I guess the artists that I always looked up to created for the sake of creating. They 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 felt this uh, burning passion within them that they wouldn't die down it wouldn't let them sleep it wouldn't let them exist without putting this effort into the world whether it's music or a portrait or anything really and it seems that mentality is lost on a lot of people that want to consider themselves artists and their first and foremost uh, motivation for creating is how will this perform and will it perform well if i share it with the world when a lot of other people previously of our generation i guess didn't have to worry about that so they just created what they liked not everybody but at least the people that i that i hold in high regard uh, you know quentin tarantino is an example i guess of, of a filmmaker uh, he always created stories that he liked and if people didn't like it he would just say well you're not my audience and i think that's a brilliant mentality because there's true artistic integrity in creating that way and even if people don't like it at least you are happy with what you've created. You, you feel that you've told the story the way you've wanted to tell it. Now, I've never in any circumstance ever seen anybody not like someone. There's so many people in the world and there's so many varying opinions that somebody at some point has to like something you've done. If you expose enough people to it, eventually you will find your audience. I think that's something that's important to recognize because so many people are fearful to share their specific vision because they feel maybe it's too niche but you will find your audience if you if you're patient enough and you're you're ensuring that you're going forward with with passion for the art more than how it will perform anyways to get back onto the topic of why I couldn't figure out why it seemed disingenuous to create with the intention of something performing well instead of creating the vision as you saw it but uh, eventually it dawned on me that we're making content for the algorithm. We're making content for bots, for people who like for a like rather than people who genuinely enjoy the work. And some of these people don't even exist. They're, they're just, they're, they're, well, when I say they don't exist, I mean, you know, the, the, the Twitter bots, the algorithms, this, this isn't a human being. And art is meant to bridge connections between people. It, 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 it's, it's a bridge of ideas. It's, it's taking an idea from my mind manifesting it, whether it's through a painting, music, poetry, or anything else, and 
giving it to you so you can then absorb that message and we can connect on a much deeper level. Art allows us to transcend language in a way that maybe language itself can't do so. That's why writing is such a powerful tool because the best writing isn't the words being taken at face value, but the metaphor behind the words, the what the words represent are often larger than the literal definition of the word itself. And that allows us, when we read a book, for example, to take the imagery that they've provided to us through their description and create these worlds much larger than worlds we would have been able to envision had we not have read those words. If we isolated each individual word and just took it for face value, it wouldn't have the same impact as it does when they're strung together in a certain sequence that allows us to expand our minds, expand our knowledge, expand our imagination, and there's something remarkable about that. What I find the most fascinating about art is that it allows people to share their thoughts with us, and no other form of communication can do that quite as well as art. If you've ever been touched by a song, you felt like a song really hit you on a much deeper level, or a painting, or a, or a film, it's, it's touched you much deeper than most other things, there's something special about that. And that's why, to me, art has always been so f fascinating, and I've been so passionate about it, because it seems as if art is one of the few things that resonates much deeper than most of our life experiences. Again, going a little bit off topic, but essentially my friends were creating content for the algorithm, for bots, for, for, for Twitter bots. And Twitter bots are people that, or bots that pose as people, but the reality is, is it's just an algorithm that someone programmed to like and share and retweet in hopes to eventually build a big enough following to maybe sell their shirts or whatever they're selling and to create content for these things that aren't even real. They're just ones and zeros. It's It's we seem lost in, in our vision of what we're trying to do with that. So I wanted to write to one reader, one real person, maybe you listening to this right now, and the purpose of that, instead of speaking to a hundred people, speaking to just one person, because for art to really be effective, you only need to speak to one person. And what does that mean for art to be effective? Well, you could ask, what's the intention of art? To me, the intention of art is to move someone, to make someone feel something, to connect with someone, and all that takes is one individual. If you've changed one person's life, you've made someone's day better, you've moved them, you've caused them to think, I would consider that success. Maybe if, I mean, a lot of people want to have financial success with their art, and that's fair, because ideally that would be the dream, to be able to create art for a living and get paid for it. And I think that's possible, And I, but I think the most realistic way to obtain that and maintain both the quality of your art and uh, your sanity is to create for one person because that one person is always more than one person but if you're trying to create for the algorithm you're really creating for nobody if you speak to one individual person and, and you can envision this individual in your mind it will allow you to be more genuine in your approach you will create art with feeling and emotion because you're, you're actually trying to connect to somebody. And more than one person will resonate with that. But it allows you to hyper-focus and focus with proper intention. If you're thinking about how will this perform or how could I play the algorithm, 
it's you're creating a, a vapid hollowed out art that has to work around specific circumstances in order for it to quote-unquote perform well and the more preconditions you force into the art just so it will perform well when you hit publish the less art you're creating it's stripped away of its integrity because you're forcing it to meet specific standards to ensure that it will perform well and the irony i suppose that is is maybe it will perform well once you hit publish but once it becomes evergreen years from now people may look back on it and say this this is it's vapid it's it's indistinguishable from most other stuff that's out there because most people are trying to force it through a specific shape when maybe that's not how it should have been created and if you create with the liberation of whatever your vision originally was before you intended for it to perform well it would it would appear more genuine maybe it would appear more bumps and bruises and quote unquote ugly on the outside but that unpolished look is is the beauty within in an ironic way because if you take live music for example i love using joe cocker because joe cocker has the farthest thing from what's considered a conventional singing voice he's raspy and it goes against what people would consider singing for lack of a better word but i love joe cocker and a lot of people do and i would argue that his his live music is him at his best and it's just because there's something gritty about it and the grittiness is part of the art it's the beauty of the art i feel that a lot of that is stripped away when you're trying to polish something and, I, and joe cocker is a perfect example because when you listen to joe cocker on the album it sounds good but to me it's not as good as when he's live the imperfections is what makes it so perfect and that's why i think it's important to write to one individual person because if you're writing to one individual person and that person actually exists and your goal is to make them laugh or to make them cry or to make them feel something you'll focus less on trying to perform well and more on trying to move them and that's when the art actually comes out and that's when it actually has value and meaning and that's the biggest takeaway from this uh, to, i wrote a few notes here that i'll share based on the same idea i sort of went off on a tangent and that's what based on when i asked you guys for feedback on what you wanted to hear with this podcast you said instead of reading it verbatim you wanted to just me to go off the cuff and that's sort of what this was but I, I think there's a little bit of merit and value to what I've written here, so I hope you'll still enjoy that. To go back onto why it's important to write for one individual person, I wrote here that I write for one reader, and that's you. You're my only audience, and for that I'm grateful. And what I mean by that is, I don't expect anybody to read or listen to any of my work, because I don't want to set any expectations, because if I do, then I'm disappointed if it doesn't work out that way. So to set the bar as low as possible and have one person moved by this or enjoyed or listened to it or anything is a victory because it's fairly obtainable and i'm hoping that well i'm not hoping i'm certain there's at least one person in the world that if they discover this they will enjoy it everybody has at least one fan you just have to be patient enough for that fan to find you and it's always more than one but if you set the bar low you'll be grateful and you should be grateful because time is unbelievably important and if one person reads my work it's a victory attention is the most finite resource we have Every moment spent wasted is a moment we never get back. To think of the times that you and I and everyone around me spends doom scrolling on our phones with no inclination of what we're even looking for, it's a rather frightening thought. I'm aware that this podcast, as well as the post if you read it, is a bit of a ramble. If there's any thought that I can leave you with, let it be the idea that you should create stories that you want to tell, 
not what you think the quote-unquote audience likes. There's no quote-unquote audience. There's no audience. There are just people who share the same fears as you, people with the same dreams and aspirations, who hope that someone may like their work as much as you hope, or I hope, that you'll like mine. In the end of this whole podcast, the last thing that I can leave you with is a quote by John Steinbeck that I turn to often on my hardest days, and it's, Your audience is one single reader. I have found that sometimes it helps to pick out one person, a real person you know, or an imagined person, and write to that one. That was John Steinbeck. If you can impress that one person, you've won the whole game. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Lauren Bronstein out.